Jumping joyfully toward your destiny is what life is all about. Welcome to the Destiny Culture Podcast, where you'll create a destiny culture in a simple ABCD format so that confusion, exhaustion, and paralyzation don't win. Thank you for joining us today for our episode on the Lord's instructions. Amber McDaniel and I are going to be here with Team Uncoached taking you through the Awaken, Believe, Captivate, and Dance phases, seasons, as it relates to how the Lord is instructing us to uh, do, be, think, move, feel, heal, grow, and all of those things. And this really could have been even our inaugural episode um, in the podcast, simply because this is where it all began, is with the Lord speaking. And um, so we're excited to bring, as well as um, break down, bring and break down, the Lord's instructions for awake and believe, captivate and dance, because it really is the more that we are speaking on this podcast, the more I just feel like uh, what we're bringing is, is an entire culture, which is why we call it the destiny culture podcast. There is a culture of awaken. There is a culture of belief. There's a culture of captivate and there is a culture of dance. And so the more that you are familiar with a culture, um, you begin to recognize it. You begin to see how simple and easy that it is to move between the seasons and um, express hope from season to season and really be able to utilize such a simple ABCD process to um, move through your days and bring joy to your days. It becomes a lifestyle. It really does. And I even... I reflect so often on our journey, you know, where it all began to now where we are. And um, I just find myself naturally now, you know, finding myself in an A, B, C, D place of moments and circumstances and stuff throughout each day and um, month, whatever season I'm in. Um, but it is, it's become a lifestyle and we're still, you know, learning, we're still growing. God is still sharing with us like amazing and beautiful things. And when we pray about, uh, recording these episodes, you know, what are the topics that, uh, the Lord wants us to share? It's like, all whole new revelation, you know, that he is sharing with us. And, um, and it's fun that we're going through it in that moment. So it makes it so much more powerful to talk about, um, we can you know be relatable uh and then the scripture that i'll just start off sharing and we shared it before um but all throughout scripture you'll start to find a b c d kind of popping out at you and one of the ones that stood out to me a couple months ago was a b c d right in one verse and it's psalms 28 7 it says the lord is my strength and my shield my heart trusts in him and he helps me my heart leaps for joy And with my song, I praise him. It's beautiful. And um, it's one of those things that is so simple. I have not been able to, in all of my studies, and I I love to study. I love to um, learn and grow. It's just naturally, you know, I crave it. Um, And I haven't found anything more simple to... um, it really is growing, healing, expanding, 
-hmm. and um, using his word to guide our days. It makes sense of all the things that are being thrown at us. If you can take a moment to step back and ask yourself, what season is this? It gives you that guidance of like, oh, okay, now I see where, what I'm supposed to do. Now I see, um, that I don't need to worry about this mm-hmm. because it provides the direction. It provides a framework. Yeah. Um, okay. So if you have listened to some of the previous episodes, then you'll understand what we're talking about. If you haven't listened to, especially those first about four episodes, please go and do that. They are so foundational where we go and talk about A, B, C, and D separately. So the, the reason why we have the topic being the Lord's instruction is because initially when all of this came about, it was essentially me going through life, extremely busy, four kids, homeschool, running a business, um, running a home, trying to figure out all the things, struggling with my hormones, my energy level, my health, my physical health, my emotional health, and um, going through a hard time with all of it. And so the first, very first word that I really felt like the Lord was saying to me was come. And that was it. It was simply come, like, come back to me, come, come, come. And, um, I believe, and I've said this before, I don't think that he, (laughs) he knew me better than I knew myself. I don't think I needed, I could have handled any more than come in that moment, you know? And so rested with that, that one word come for months until I think he saw my obedience that I was coming back to him and and really trying to come back and then got the next word, which was rest Mm -hmm. months go by, then got the next word, which was be still. And so as we, Amber and I met together, you know, even years later and started processing this entire list of uh, a dozen or so words. We, yeah. That was when we realized, aha, we can break these into categories. We can break these into themes, into seasons. And now we see, okay, this is what, that was an awakening season for me. Okay. So then the next was trust, obey, aha. Really what he was teaching me during that time was to believe. Mm-hmm. So that's how, you know, we assigned, if you will, that word believe. And then, um, subsequent to that, there were three words lead. Well, here's a fourth word, be thankful and then pray. And so he was teaching me those three categories of things. And when we, when we reflected on it, when we had hours upon hours and hours of discussion around this and prayer around it. That really was a dry, it was an incredibly dry season for me, but it was also incredibly beautiful because he had included that be thankful part and that prayer part, which increased the intimacy that I have had with the Lord. Um, and that we all have during that time of captivate. And then finally, um, dance and exercise. And those two puzzled me. Um, 
dance obviously makes sense to dance, but then that word exercise, I kind of was like, okay, I don't really understand what this is, but that is, as we've said before, the, the tearing, the stretching of muscles, the, um, the breaking down to build up stronger. Mm-hmm. So that is essentially in a quick nutshell, the breakdown of the Lord's instruction between awaken, captivate, believe, captivate, and dance. Amber, I'm going to toss it to you to add and then circle back. Well, I don't know if I would add anything. I think that was really good. <laughs> as far as nutshell, ABCD and the Lord's instruction. Actually, as you're sharing, I'm like walking through all the steps, you know, uh, and I'll never forget that that phone call and that meeting when we when it hit hit us it was like oh my gosh this is so much more and it was after our first awaken retreat and then we were like oh there's four different retreats here this isn't just one oh wow so uh broaden like it was a broadened perspective it was in that moment when we realized we were actually experiencing the expansion of mm-hmm. abcd and we had yet to really understand until years later but this was an expansion process. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is, that is the best word that, um, I, I was going to say come up that we've come up with, but I really feel like that, that was definitely from the Lord. Um, it was through your child's dream. Right. She had one of my kiddos had a dream and, and yeah. in one night dreamed multiple times the words, A, B, C, D, expand a b c d expand and it was like okay i i hear you i see you that's what this is so we've been asking like what Mm -hmm. is this um Mm -hmm. and he wants for us expansion he wants for his kingdom to expand it is because of his glory that he wants expansion for us Mm -hmm. um i was just going to share and then confirmation So as we're talking about the Lord's instruction, he was instructing, right? We were asking and praying, we were being still, and then he was instructing. We had to trust and obey that what he was sharing with Tracy's child um, was instruction from him. Mm -hmm. And then confirmation, gratitude, which is my husband and my daughter just like around the same time were writing out A, B, C, D, and then E. And they were like, it was like this whole drawing on the table. And as Tracy sharing this with me, I'm like, oh my gosh, confirmation, confirmation. So I love that, like he confirms, you know, uh, through the body and through the team. And then of course, stretching. Okay, now what do we do with this? Mm-hmm. Right. Let's open ourselves up and start expanding and stretching mm-hmm. ourselves. And then this came about. <laughs> And then now we're here. Yeah. And I think one of the things that is most beautiful about um, this ABCD process and learning the culture of it, which is why we keep talking about it now, you know, we kind of laid a foundation of talking about it, ABCD, and why are we continuing to take you through with different topics? It's because we've learned that if we can teach you this culture of expansion, you can essentially coach yourself through a lot of life's trials. I mean, it's all right here in the word, 
And we're simply drawing out a simple, simple process that is already here so that you can make use of the Lord's instruction in your own life in a way that is easy to remember, easy to implement, and that will draw you closer in relationship and intimacy with the Lord. Ezekiel chapter 34 is coming to me and I read it just this morning and it was where the Lord was talking to the shepherds like you have not tended to your flock the way that you were supposed to and so the flock has scattered and so he was talking about in this passage about bringing his people back to him and I think somewhere in here it says something about them coming to him so I was like oh that's so cool um, but anyways, he, he is using this ABCD expansion format lifestyle to bring you back in, to bring you back closer into an intimacy, intimacy and relationship with him. Because with that, we learn who we are in him and the way that he created us to be. And then how, uh, he wants to utilize us within our community and in our family. And uh, that's really what our hearts are crying out for mm-hmm. is why am I here? What do you, what do I, what am I supposed to do here? Um, and I, most people, I will say most people I talk to, they want to create some kind of impact in one way yeah. or another. Yeah. So um, anyways, uh, if, but our junk holds us back from doing right. that. And so uh, that actually is a good lead into kind of the next thing that I wanted to Uh, chat through today, which is what are the things, what are the stories, what are the beliefs that you run up against when you're in the awakened phase, believe, captivate, or dance? What might keep you from experiencing the fullness of awaken? What would keep you from experiencing the fullness of believe, captivate, or dance? And it's always going to be something inside of us because God hasn't changed. Right. It's only, it's us that changes. Right. And so, um, when we are thinking about awaken, one of the biggest hurdles is getting still. And especially in today's culture, of course, you know, we've got a bajillion things coming at us. We've said yes to way too many things. We've nixed all semblance of margin. We've made all kinds of good commitments that keep us from great. And then we tell ourselves we can't get still that it's just not my personality. Oh, really? I just, I beg to differ because God has created us for that. It's he that we have created habits that have hindered that part of us. And he wouldn't talk about it so much in scripture if it wasn't like, it doesn't say some of you come to me and rest if you are weary, only some of you know, it says all come, come to me, all, all who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. And he, you know, he's talking about rest for our soul. Yeah. And when we do that, Okay. He's, he's telling us that we have to be obedient and come. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say I'm going to hunt you down and make you rest. 
Yeah. He's saying, you come to me in grammar. That would be the understood you, you come to me and I will give you rest. Okay. So there you have rest. He's giving you now the rest. If you want to maintain the rest, guess what? That requires effort on your part. Yeah. So we can tell ourselves, the mind might tell ourselves, you know, we might tell ourselves, I can't do it. I can barely get enough time um, to breathe for 20 seconds when I'm on the toilet. There's probably a child, you know, scraping their fingers under the door trying to get in. I mean, there are seasons in life where, you know, that is the case. Some, you know, like many of us moms have been there. You may have a job that you don't feel like you breathe all day long until you get in the car and leave that job. Mm-hmm. We get it. There are busy things. And there are some of us that have commitments that we can't just automatically shut off to get still. Mm-hmm. But God will honor your commitment to come to him, even if it's getting up five minutes earlier. to put your face on the floor Mm -hmm. and be still. Guess what? I guarantee things are going to shift in your day. Yeah. Before we realized that awaken was even a a thing um, and then coming, you know, this whole thing, the season of awaken, I was so adamant about waking up at five o'clock in the morning every single morning for a year straight. Like I think back, it was, it was about a year straight and I had my spot. I knew what I was doing. I had my Bible and my journal. I had my Bible study that I was working through. Um, and that's what I did every single morning. And that I was, I was working on getting awakened down and I didn't even know it. You know, so that way, when he was going to lead me through into the season of believe, um, I was ready. I was equipped. I knew, I knew, I knew that I knew, I knew how to, to come to him. Mm -hmm. So let's give us some examples. Maybe. I was just thinking about, you know, me, my own example from back in the beginning, because I'm naturally a doer. I mean, I'm naturally a hard worker. I'm naturally driven. I'm naturally ambitious. And so examples for me, there have been times where my coming to him simply was turning on Christian radio. Mm, There have been times where my coming to him has simply been pulling up you version and reading a verse. Mm. So make sure that you're giving yourself grace in the process of learning how to come because maybe you too, like me, can't come rest and be still straight out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Maybe you simply take that baby step of come Mm -hmm. and maybe you're used to coming to him, but you're ready for more depth and you're ready to abide and rest Mm -hmm. and to take that next step of being still. There are people who struggle with that stillness, both in on the side of quieting the mind, as well as there have been people that um, I think have fear around if their mind is quiet, then what? 
And is that a danger zone? Mm -hmm. I err on the side of being obedient to be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. And so I personally, as an example, took that very literally. And I simply want to sit still and try and shut all of my thoughts out and be in his presence Mm -hmm. and simply receive Mm -hmm. whatever he has for me. Yeah. Um, A couple questions that are coming up that I know I, I even ask him is what is being still with you look like right now in this season? Or how do you want to spend time with me, Lord? Mm-hmm. How do you want to spend time with me? And what does it look like? And those are two very simple questions that you can be praying and, and conversing with him and um, allowing him to show you, even if that is your stillness uh, in that moment is just you're coming to him, right? And you're asking him and you desire uh, what it is that he wants to do with you in that quiet time. Uh, it may not look like what you think it's supposed to, or, um, yeah. So even getting still has its own ABCD in the Lord's instruction of trusting what it is that he's asking you to do with him, just mm-hmm. trusting that. Yeah. And I would encourage you for each one of these, I, I mean, we'll give you examples for each season, but ask yourself, what am I making? this mean? What am I making? Come rest and be still mean. You're making it mean something because we all have these stories and underlying beliefs. Mm -hmm. So if I'm making it mean that it's got to be an hour and then there can't be any kids present and I'm making it mean that it only counts if I have candles lit and music playing and my Bible open That's completely different than if I'm making come rest and be still mean me simply asking him, how do you want to spend time with me today? Lord, Mm -hmm. totally different outcomes. So just ask yourself that question. And again, our goal is for you to be able to take yourself through this. Um, but ask yourself, what am I making this mean right now? Yeah. And that even the circumstance, you know, whether you're going through a circumstance of complete overwhelm, what am I making the overwhelm mean? Mm -hmm. Am I making it mean that I'm blessed with incredible options or am I making it mean that I can't handle anything? How did I even arrive at this place in life? I'm a loser. I mean, it's completely different, completely different. Okay. So let's move on then to believe and break that down just a little bit. So believe of course, is that season where we have heard from the Lord in awaken. We've received his guidance for us, a little nugget to act upon. And now we've got a trust that we heard and obey and do something with that. Yeah. Right. And that brings up its whole, its own host of stories. Well, I can't do that because da, 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 da. Oh, how on earth am I ever going to do whatever it is that he's just told me? Oh, okay. Go using this example. Okay. Lord, you want me 
to dance before you today? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Oh, you want me to put my face on the floor in my bedroom? N- n- yeah, no, I don't have time. What if somebody walks in to, and we, we have all these stories around whatever it might be. I mean, or let's say that it's a instruction and, and you're supposed to fire somebody from your job. <gasps> yeah. How am I going to be obedient to that? I, that means I'm going to have to confront this person. I'm going to have to have, to, we have stories mm-hmm. and that believe season of trust and obey can be difficult. Mm-hmm. I am sitting here thinking about a recent <laughs> believe phase that I had to go through. Well, I went through, I didn't have to, I, I chose to, um, but I, so money has been the finances, like this is generational. This, there's such a huge thing when it comes to finances and debt and all of that, um, with my story and my journey. And so I remember being in worship one day and it was so funny because we were doing an expansion offering at church. And I'm praying and I'm like, you know, we just had a beautiful sermon and uh, I felt like the Lord was wanting me to expand. I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, where do you want me to expand? How? And so he started showing me my bank account and I was like, okay, why are we talking about my bank account right now? (laughs) And he he basically had said to me many times, your account has been at zero or negative, and I have helped you, and I have pulled you out of that, and I said, okay, yes, thank you, Lord, for, you know, I'm full of gratitude, you know, in that moment, thank you for always providing for me, and what he said was, now I want you to drain your bank account for me, and I was like, oh, what, you want me to take my account to zero? I'm like, I'll do anything for you, but that's a really big request. Like I got bills coming out tomorrow. Like what is, what? So I, in my humanness, okay, you guys, I'm thinking of the story of the woman that gave her change. So the last remaining bit of her change. And so I start looking in my purse for change. And I'm like, well, if I just have change, I'll just, you know, I'll just give the rest of my change. And I had changed purses that day. So there was no change in my purse. And the Lord knew, like he knew, he knew. And so I'm laughing, you know, and my hands are shaking and my body is shaking. I'm about sweating. Like I don't sweat very much. And I just, even when I work out, I don't sweat, but I was sweating. I went and I logged in and I I dropped my bank account to zero and I tithed an expansion offering on expansion offering Sunday at my church. And I remember walking up to the the pastor and I'm like, I have to share with you because I believe that there was salvation of a heart that was connected to that, um, that seed that I was sowing. Um, but there was also breakthrough and freedom in my finances with that seed also. So there was a heart and there was my finances, this thing that I have struggled with for so long. And so I had to, in that believe season and, and faith, like I had to have full trust and obedience in him. And scripture says, put me to the test. Like that is the one thing that he says when he talks about tithing. And um, sowing those financial seeds, 
trust me in this. I will provide for you. There will be abundance. So, um, and of course that came from a, a heart posture. You know, there was a lot of healing that led up to, to that point. You're muted. Oh, yeah, there's a dog messing up. So I was trying to get the toy. The dog. It's really loud here. Um, so yeah, that's beautiful. And as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, some of our listeners may wonder, how do I hear from the Lord in that way? Mm. And that is something that we have certainly learned increases dramatically with baptism of the Holy spirit and also praying specifically around your eyes and your ears and that whatever blockages, um, in the spiritual realm, Satan has had over your eyes and your ears that Mm -hmm. those would be removed. And, um, so there's a lot of growth that can take place and we could go obviously into a lot more training and teaching around, um, hearing from the Lord. And there's a lot of different ways that, um, people hear and see things from the Lord. And so it's not just one way, but certainly if that's something that you desire, we would love to speak with you more about, um, hearing from him in a more powerful, clear way that you can tangibly use and apply in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, as we move then into captivate and what, you know, examples of that might be like, so lead, be thankful and pray. And, um, I think that it's fascinating still to me that lead is there. And I want to share with you kind of how that fits in because it may not come to your mind immediately that that would be a season of leadership. Um, as you are moving through the awaken, believe, captivate, and dance seasons, phases, you're seeing value and worth in what you're experiencing during the awaken phase. And then you're healing from that and you're growing and you're acting upon out of faith in the believe season. And then when, when, and because you have done healing through awaken and then believe by the time you get to captivate, there is a responsibility of leadership that you begin to express with gratitude and with a thankful heart to others, how the Lord has led you to this point. And that is leadership. That is the beginning of you sharing how God has been moving in your life, in your work, in your um, family, in your relationships, all of that in your heart. And so that's where, where and why leadership comes in, in that captivate season. And then of course, because captivate, um, the very beauty of it is drawing you to the father's heart, uh, while pulling away every single other thing Mm -hmm. that we in our humanness think is necessary. Yeah. It's essential to stay in a space of gratitude and thankfulness Mm -hmm. and your prayer life has got to be on it. Yeah. I mean, every season always pray without ceasing. 
and especially during Captivate. <laughs> oh yeah. Because he is your rock. He is the only thing that gets you through Captivate to that place of beautiful dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking about a, a hard season my husband and I went through in our marriage and um, the leading part, I had actually never really, um, I, I never really even thought about it till you just said something, but I had to lead in vulnerability and repentance. And it wasn't just repenting to the Lord for my sins. It was repenting to my husband for things that um, I didn't know I had done, you know, like I did, you know, leading up to our marriage and then throughout our first years of marriage, I didn't realize what I was doing. And so I had to lead with repentance, whether I received his blessing or gratitude or not, it was. I had to trust and obey that I need, you know, the Lord was asking me to repent. And so I had to be in prayer and gratitude with him and captivate and then leading with vulnerability and um, repentance in conversation with my husband. That's good. And I was just realizing that my son is in captivate and how, and it's his leadership that actually is allowing me to see that he's in captivate. Um, awesome. so I need, I'm excited for him to know now come home from school and share with him like, ah, oh, I see the bigger picture here, you know? Yeah. And that's really that those moments of aha, I see how this fits mm-hmm. is the beauty of this expansion yeah. process. Because when we know how something fits together, when we know why we're going through something, doesn't it make it so much more tolerable? Yeah. Doesn't it make it so much more exciting and give it purpose and meaning Mm -hmm. to what we're going through in a day? We get excited about what's coming then. And so, and I hear from, um, ladies that we coach the word spiral, Mm. it comes up fairly often. Yeah, I've been on a downward spiral or, oh, I'm spiraling out of control or, oh, this, this spiral, this and spiral that. Well, guess what? There is no need when you see, when you're able to see, is this awake and believe captivate and dance or dance? You see forward progression. There is no need to spiral anymore. It reminds me of the word that you received uh, from that pastor uh, that he said, your, your pathway isn't going to be squiggly anymore. Yes. It's going to, it's going to straighten out. It's going to look clear. And I love how Tracy and I are very much on the same like wavelength and plane most of the time, but there have been seasons that she has gone through that later on I go through and you're like, she's like, Hey, remember when I was going through this and then, which I love because of the placement, you know, where I have, I have been under Tracy and she has been my mentor and she has been uh, a leader, you know, and I have learned to follow. And so I just love that she goes through and then I go through and she's able to. So, um, I love the filter, the filtration downward, um, from the leadership and into those who follow. 
Yeah, it's um it's fun and I I will share vulnerably that even as of late God's teaching me Oh man, you know how you hear hopefully people, I say you meaning like general listeners, <laughs> you hear how important it is to only um have the Lord really as your, um, ultimate instructor, right? The word check everything with the word. And, and many times pastors do a great job of standing from the pulpit to say, don't take my word for it. Check it in scripture. And we still have people that we love to learn from and that's all well and good, but we've got to keep our dependence upon learning from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And not get into a, a tricky place of being disappointed with a human. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I have been going through a season of feeling like, whoa, it seems like the pool of people that I respect that I really, really want to learn from gets smaller and smaller and smaller. The more that I am spending time here with the Lord. And it, the Bible, she's holding up her Bible. I'm holding up the Bible. Yes. I'm holding up the Bible (laughs) here with him. Um, and, and how much he teaches me through his word in some crazy fashion has created a disappointment (laughs) in human teachers, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And so it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing that I gain so much straight from the Lord. But there has been some recently, some level of disappointment with like, gosh, darn it. I thought I was going to be able to learn from this person. I thought I was going to be able to learn from this person, but the Lord teaches me so much that it's hard to match. Like you just can't match what he teaches you when you get to a level of intimacy with him, you know? And so it's, it's a praise, but it also has been a growth moment, uh, that has come from, a feeling of frustration, a feeling of disappointment. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll take it. That's pretty good. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So let's move into dance then. And thank you, Amber, for um, being such a generous and gracious guinea pig. <laughs> Let me to learn from me over the years. Oh, you're welcome. Together and we have learned um, immensely more together. If you would have called me and said, actually, I think you did say when you called me, like our very first phone call, you were like, like a guinea pig. I think I actually did. I am remembering now our conversation. And I really believe if you haven't heard our story, she called me up one day and she said, I think we're supposed to work together. And I don't know what that looks like, but you know, like I'm creating this program, CEO flow, and I think I need to use you as to go through this something of the sort. That's so funny. Yeah, that is funny. Okay. So then dance, um, the Lord's instruction at that point, man, at first I thought that the word dance was going to be the end of it. And so there was a little bit of disappointment when I realized that there was some stretching and exercise on the end of, of the dance. You know, you think initially like, oh, I've made it, I've arrived, I've gotten through this, 
Oh, okay, Lord, you are using this as a cycle. It's not that I've I've arrived and now every single moment of the rest of my life is going to be high energy, skipping and, and joy and um, happiness, pure bliss. Joyfully. <laughs> right. So, so then it's followed with exercise as part of that dance season. You know, like if you're all out going to a dance party, you're going to be sweating. It's still fun, but it's also still, you may be sore the next day. You may be tired the next day from dance, but you don't regret it. You're super glad that you went to the dance you had a great time, you learned and you were in community, you were in fellowship. Mm -hmm. You were putting yourself out there. There's risk involved. Uh And I have learned that in my prophetic journey and growing in the prophetic is I had to take risks in order to grow. Absolutely. Had to. If I did not take that risk, Mm-hmm. Of looking stupid, feeling yeah. stupid, yep. getting something wrong. Yet, yet, what I love about it is that when we step out in obedience and take the risk, not only are we rewarded, but it doesn't go wasted. Right. Like the Lord uses every bit of what we do, mm-hmm. whether we think it's silly or not, or comes out awful yeah. or great. Uh, it's because we, in obedience, took that risk. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's a ton of risk in dance. Um, and it could be in having a conversation with somebody. Maybe that is yeah. the dance having a conversation with somebody and or that could feel a stranger. What's that complimenting a stranger. You yeah. never know yeah. when, I mean, Tracy and I, when we are out together it is hilarious because I'm always like talking to people and it's just so funny. I I'm, I'm good at it. It's something I'm really good at it. At, so, but I love it. I love complimenting people because I never know what's going to happen afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so for some people, just smiling at somebody else could be the risk. Yeah. You know, if that person doesn't return the smile, will you feel rejected? Right. If you do, um, there's praying for somebody may feel like a risk. Yep. Investing may feel like a risk. Mm. I mean, there's a, the, it's, it's never ending, but the point is that is the place where the fruit is expressed. The fruit of your journey. Yeah. Awaken, believe, captivate, and dance. This might happen in one day. This might happen in one hour. Mm-hmm. So to wrap it up, let's say that we do a quick awake and believe captivate and dance. Um, and what would be a good example? Okay. So here's a, I'm just looking at my desk and I'm looking at this planner and to me, a planner is, it's kind of a big deal to choose the planner to decide, think about how much of your life is associated with whatever planner you're putting your activities, which is the the culmination of your life Mm -hmm. down on paper. 
So planners kind of mean a lot to us. And so we put a lot of, we put a lot of thought, a lot of shopping, a lot of online browsing into what planner we're going to get. Or maybe we use a journal or maybe we use a calendar, you know, all of that sort of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's just say that we, instead of picking it for its color or the quote on the front, we actually say, okay, Lord, you're wanting me to put my activity down so that I can be um, intentional about my coming year. Would you guide me to the right planner? Would you guide me to the thing that takes me through my days with most effectiveness, ease, and joy, and abundance? So that would be awaken. I'm actually coming to him with the expectation that he is going to speak to me about something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rest in the fact that I'm in that time, in that awaken be still time. I'm going to be abiding and I'm going to be resting in the fact that I trust that he is going to show up for me. Mm-hmm. Whether it's right then in that moment or with that when I'm at the store that I see it, that I know it, that he speaks to me in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going, that is, that's easing me into that belief process that says, I believe you. I trust you. I believe that you are going to guide me to the right tool for my, my days to be um, efficient and effective. Mm-hmm. And then guess what pops up? All the doubting, all the second guessing that illuminates the healing that we need to do. And things might pop into my head that say, well, it doesn't matter which planner I use. I'm still not going to do anything with it. Mm -hmm. Oh, even if I write down everything, I'm just going to be overwhelmed by all the stuff that I have to do because I don't really like to do what I got to do anyway. And on and on and on the brain they go. That's in believe. And it's all it's doing is highlighting where we need to heal Mm -hmm. and where we have resistance. And what emotions are coming up that we need to remove and process through the body and through the mind and through the heart, right? So that happens in belief. Okay. So I'm going through that and maybe you need equipping in that area. Reach out to us. We are humans that would love to talk with you. Yeah. And then guess what? We're obedient. We find the planner. We purchase the planner in this example. And then we go through a season of captivate where it's like, oh, now I got to use this planner. Look at, look at all the blank pages. What am I going to do? Oh, I wrote this down, but then I didn't do anything with it. And then that captivate season takes us through some level of disappointment Mm -hmm. where guess what? It's actually not about the planner. It's about listening to the Lord. Oh, you mean even if I write down the stuff in the planner, I still have to listen to him? (laughs) It's not the planner and magically after all that's going to get it done. Oh, and so it's like in Captivate, we come back to realizing that the only thing that we truly need in this life is him. Mm -hmm. 
And then finally, we surrender the results. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe my imperfection is okay. Maybe I can still use this planner even imperfectly. And maybe I could still trust him even if what I write down doesn't end up looking like the day that I thought it would. It's okay. And so I go back to that gratitude. I go back to leading and sharing and still showing up. I go back to uh, celebrating the intimacy that I have with him, regardless of what happens in this planner. Mm -hmm. Then I get to dance. Then this planner becomes effective for me. Then I become efficient in my day. Mm -hmm. So in one small example, taking you through in a calendar, you know, a planner purchase, how you may find that you utilize awake and believe captivate and dance. It's crazy how it shows up mm-hmm. and okay. it's crazy easy when you get into the habit of living in this culture of awake and believe captivate and dance, how you can use it and implement it to learn and grow and expand. Yeah. Great example. No, I would just add, um, if anything came up for you during this episode or an aha revelation, or maybe there was something that um, triggered you, uh, we want to hear from you and you can email us at connect at uncoached.biz. And uh, you can also find us over on Facebook at Materialize Impact is our Facebook page where Tracy and myself and the rest of our team pour into that page, just kind of sharing their own uh, journey, you know, and there's a lot of relatability going on over there. And it's not uh, like scratch and sniff, you know, fluffy, lovely stuff. It is deep, hard stuff, you know? And um, so we would love to have you over there if you're not already um yeah you you can be a start with being a fly on the wall and realize and see the the comfort level and the safe space that it is and uh make that your own home um as it is a home a safe space to many other women so thank you for joining us and we will catch you next time our next episode we're going to be digging into this is going to be a really fun one your story So we will um, talk to you guys later. And last but not least, I do want to mention that next week we are going to be having what we're calling release the rumble. So if this has brought up any emotion for you that is making you a little rumbly and you would like to release it right alongside of us in uh, more of a group coaching environment, we invite you to um, do that and you will find the link to register in the show notes. Thanks so much. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.